Now we are on Legacy. Yep. And if you might not remember, if we need to jog your mind on what the heck happened in the fourth book, well, Cheyenne. Fifth book. Fifth book? Yeah, we're on, this is six. No way. Yeah, it's not crazy. We're flying through this series. Whoa. Okay, so in the fifth book, the last book, Cheyenne killed herself. Dun, dun, dun. And then her and Josh went to New York, and then they ran into Noelle, and everyone was like, but everything happens for a reason, Reed. Which is really is suspicious mean? and weird because Dash also said that when she he was flirting with Reed. Yeah, and nobody seems as concerned about Cheyenne's death as Reed does. So it's Messy. weird. Something's off. Something's strange. Something's sexy. Something's weird. weird. Was this much over? Was there this much overlap in your high school people hooking up? I'm trying to genuinely remember. I honestly have no idea. I think that we were all pretty loyal, but it could have been out of pure fear of God. I don't know. Catholics I honestly, like that. Yeah, I went to a really big public school. I really couldn't remember things. I do remember some people like moved on to different people very quickly. Mm, yeah. And a lot of people were like, that's normal. I'm gonna go with this guy. And I'm like, that's, he's gonna dump you in three months and then he's gonna date someone else. Like, that's mm. the that's the vibe. Was your friend group, like, salacious at all? I feel like no. I was always stressed out because my girlfriends were, like, having sex. See, having the sex. My high school what group, like, I was in a very, like, conservative part of Ohio school. For some reason, the friends I was with, they were just, like, so anti-sex. And mm. I was always kind of like, but you guys are in long-term relationships? Yeah, I remember most popular girl, Caitlin Redacted. <laughs> in case she ever finds this. It feels like you had that so ready. <laughs> I know. Well, this it reminded me of sex because she would be like the one being like, I had this this crazy encounter, and we'd be like, whoa. But she said that popular senior boy, Will Redacted, had a hairy butt, and it has stuck with me for so long because I was like, why'd you see his butt? Most boys have hairy butts, though. Yeah, but at the <laughs> time, it was groundbreaking. Okay. You're right. I'm so sorry. Think about it. We've normalized hairy butts in 2021, but in 2011, still a new concept. Also, just in 2011, everybody was insecure about everything. I know. <laughs> Especially if you were going to high school then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but okay, let's get to legacy. Let's get let's enough about Caitlyn redacted, will redacted, and their fucking sex life. And the hairy butt. And the hairy butt. Um, Mickey Gates in the case of the hairy butt. Copyright two thousand eleven. Still trying to figure it out. <laughs> um. So anyway, we have, we have another cryptic opening. This is very <laughs> mirrored in when uh, Thomas dies and they're at Thomas's funeral. She's like. The only guy to die that I knew was the first guy to ever see me naked. And now we open with, like, death. One word, just death. Death. It's, like, reads, uh, like, on track to be, like, the ne- the new goth girl, I feel like. Dude, death she's so dramatic. Me. I would be like, yeah, it makes sense that Reed Brennan ghost wrote the Twilight series under Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. This makes sense. She is very dramatic. The only two people I had ever known who had died, had died young, had died beautiful, had died horrifying. <laughs> Gruesome deaths had died because of me. Like, that's... Needs, where's the guidance counselor on campus? Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, I know. Oh, gosh. She really is going through a lot. I will give yeah. it. As annoying as she is, I do feel bad for her. Yeah, like, it's just like, yeah, Reed's objectively awful. But she also is going through a lot. 
Yeah, and we're at this point where everyone's trying to process everything around Cheyenne and her incredibly selfish suicide. (laughs) (laughs) But the police are investigating it as if it's a murder, which was a plot line. And like, of course, yeah, and there's kind of a plot line. And of course, like Reed traumatized. It's like, oh, what? Do they think it was me? And like all of her Billings housemates are like, Reed, no, they're just like trying to be extra careful because of what happened with Thomas. And Reed's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we also are introduced to a new character. Yes, Amberly. Amberly. Yes. Her dad is the CEO of basically a Starbucks. It's called Coffee Karma. Yep. I really think that was the name of a coffee shop in the ClickBooks. Really? It feels so familiar. I thought that the ClickBooks was like, fuck if we get sued, we'll just put Starbucks on it. In it. Maybe, but I swear to God there was like a, a coffee something. I don't know. Not I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, she gives Reed a, a lifetime coffee card. Yes, in exchange is, for getting close to Noelle. She's like, yeah. but tell Noelle I'm still here. Yeah, Amberly, again, set up as a very big character, does not do really anything this book. We I see. know. It could be like a slow row with, uh, roll with Ivy Slade, though. Like, yeah. she wasn't really that important yeah. and then has yeah. become important. Yeah, except still, I wish you saw more of Ivy in this book. There's something up. Yeah, I know. Amberly anyway. just feels like another Constance. Like, yeah. kind of there, but, like, will always be there. Ugh, so annoying. I know. Uh, Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, don't. Wait, <laughs> don't. There's too much of that um, right now. And the biggest plot point we get immediately is the legacy has been canceled. Because the family who's run the legacy for a hundred years has backed out. Cheyenne's parents were going to take over, but then they decided to cancel it because she died. Yeah, and everyone's really pissed at Cheyenne because even in death, she's still fucking it up. Yeah, how selfish of her to die. I know. Uh, Yeah, the legacy in this book feels a lot less important than the legacy from book two. You know what's crazy? I disagree. Because reading it, the first time we read the legacy book, I was like, where's the tunnels? Because that's what I remembered from my youth was them going through the tunnels. And so this one felt, and the way that they described this one honestly stuck in my mind so much more. Really? But see, I feel like the uh, the actual, like, legacy of it, like, it's just like a family hosting a party for a hundred years wouldn't just suddenly be held at a house in Boston. Like, this was held in a very private, like, New York suite location. Yeah, you're not wrong. And so that's where I was going with where I was just like, what do you mean it's just a house party now? They also did emphasize that, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because Cheyenne's family isn't hosting it now, but it was not emphasized in this book that celebrities would want to get into this teen party. Yeah. So, Maybe Nobody got it. a gift at the end either. Nobody got a weird, like, snake belt. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, I hope they got, like, just, like, a toothbrush and some floss, like, they just went to the And this dentist. was 2000, 2008, so, like, the eye touch or whatever, the iPad. Yeah. Maybe so, that, I don't know. Maybe that was coming out. I don't oh, know. Oh, it's probably because of the recession, right? I don't know. Why would they have a huge party? <laughs> Clearly, these people are not affected by the reception. The uh, They were like, this would be really inappropriate right now in the face of the housing market bubble crisis. Yeah. Oh, but we're still going to throw this huge, lavish party and give everyone <laughs> rings and money clips to get in. But the gifts, we're standing in solidarity with those affected by the reception. God, reception. I know. Uh, uh, well, then, yeah. Uh. Another also a point that is kind of coming up very fucking annoyingly I'm so over it but uh, Josh and Reed are fighting again and we dive just right back into Reed and Josh we get from Cheyenne to Reed and Josh yeah he's like I hate your selfish friends and she's like they're still my friends and that drama back and forth and like honestly 
we've gotten an overview of this relationship. Like, it's honestly, yeah, I love Josh at first. I hate Josh now. Let's try to see both sides. What are your thoughts on their relationship? At present? Yes. Not gonna last. Toxic as fuck. Oh my god, yes. It's getting so toxic because Reed can't communicate at all. Yeah. Josh is so demanding. Yes. And ignores how Reed feels constantly. Yeah. So he brings up the same fight over and over and over again because he can't move on from anything. And Reed's just like, oh, but I loved him. But also Reed's cheating on him, basically. Yeah. But also Reed's jealous. And so is Josh. I will say, though, their insecurities as teens and how it is illustrated in this book is a much more mature insecurity than typical young adult. It's not like yeah. they're that insecure about how they look and shit like that, but it's it's projected in very demanding, controlling ways, which is she yeah. wants to climb the ladder, and he he just wants to feel um, appreciated, but she they're yeah. in complete different economic groups. Yeah. She's moving on up. She's, yeah, climb. let her climb, buddy. Let yeah. her fucking climb. She's still the same read. Literally, her, one of her friends and a girl you liked just died. You know? Uh, we also, okay, I do have to point this out because I noticed this as I was taking notes before we recorded today. Yeah. Um, because it's it became really, really important. And maybe you wrote this down too. Um, Ivy, like, comes up to the Billings girls early on in this book to kind of talk about Cheyenne's death because the Billings girls are, of course, being as vapid as possible, being like, oh, my God, the legacy. And Ivy, like, kind of overhears uh, that, mm-hmm. like, oh, poor little rich girls can't have their party. Oh, my God. And everyone's like, shut up, Ivy. Um, so, and Ivy says to them, um, like, Portia says, shut up, Ivy, you didn't even like Cheyenne. Ivy says, you're right, I didn't. So what does it tell you that I seem to care more about the fact that she's dead than you? Yeah, I loved that. And that's, so, and I honestly didn't even pay close attention to that until I went back and took notes, because it's going to make so much sense later. I put that way at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll we'll loop back and reiterate that, because it's, again, a very, very important thing. Um, I know. So, anyway, another big thing is Reed's checking her emails again. More Dash has started signing his emails. With love, love Dash. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. And also, um, we find out that Cheyenne's email that says, ignore my suicide note, you did this to me. Cheyenne has set this to repeatedly send to Reed. And, you know, I got to give it up for Reed here. This is where I empathize with Reed. Because yeah. Reed cannot, for the life of her, understand how computers work. Oh, my God. And see, I would also jump to the conclusion, like, whoa, I don't even realize someone can send a scheduled email. Oh, are they, my, are we? That was my first thought. <laughs> are they not just alive again? I know. Yeah. That's what my I first know, Reed, thought, I know, first thought is, I'm being haunted by Cheyenne's ghost. She's got this on one hand. She's got death, uh, Dash being like, let me go to the funeral. I would love to be there for you. Because who makes... What doesn't make a bitch hornier than death? Who doesn't want to fuck after a funeral? With the fact that we learned that her and Josh haven't fucked yet, uh, and they've been <gasps> surrounded by death. Listeners, we're going to get in that later in the book, because that's when we find out, like, this That is, is peak bond. trauma bonding. Yeah. When he, my dog he, died, he, I was he horny. He a whole bonding. When my grandpa died, I was horny. Yeah. It's normal. If, yeah, someone dies, you're horny. You're like, mom's dead? Pound town. 50 times 50 a day. 50 times a day. Um, so, of course, we're at Reed being like, I'm being haunted by this girl who hated me. Goes to Cheyenne's room to, like, try to hack into the, the mainframe. Yep. And see if she can stop these emails. Bless her for, like, trying. 
Um, I like that she tries uh, passwords. In one of them, she puts Josh. Yeah. I'm not even obsessed enough with my girlfriend to have Anna as my password. Yeah. Not yet, you're not. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, but Reed's also, like, inspecting the room. And there's some sus details. Because Reed's like, yeah, Cheyenne was pretty much all packed. So what made her stop packing and, like, take her own life? Mm-hmm. And then she also sees in Cheyenne's jewelry drawer the diamond bee necklaces Cheyenne gave everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and she notices that the chain isn't unclasped. It was broken off. Like, she yeah. ripped it off of herself. So, something's fishy. Maybe Cheyenne's passionate, or maybe there's foul play. Yeah. One of my favorite moves in Pokemon. Uh, exactly. And then, obviously, we're at the funeral. Oh, yeah. And all Reed can do is think about hot little billionaire do- Dash... Oh my god, yeah. Despite the fact Josh, Josh is there. Showed up to his rapist funeral. She, oh my god, yeah, we, that is really. To support her. That entire horrendous plotline is so glazed over. I know. Um, I also do have to say that we learned that Cheyenne's parents are separated, or at least we knew that. It's emphasized again here multiple times. Yes. Uh, Cheyenne's mother eulogy starts with, Cheyenne loved horses. (laughs) Yo, Shan's mom could be a comedian. She was cracking some jokes. She's cracking some jokes. Um, and obviously, like, Reed is, like, clutching Josh's hand the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed's a little two-timer, emotionally invested in Dash, but, like, physically into Josh because he's presently there. He's just there, yeah. Um, and then we learn from, like, Reed, uh, Shan's parents that, oh, my God, we've heard so much about you, Reed. Like, Shan really respected you, like this. And Reed's kind of like, oh, shit, yeah, we used to be, like, really close. Like, we were friends. Mm-hmm. And then the parents are also like, please, everybody, take something from Cheyenne's room to remember her by. It will make it so much easier for us when packing up her stuff. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> they didn't say that, but it, it is implied. Um, and Josh there, um, like, knows Reed's being all, like, stressed and stuff. He's like, hey, you know what? Let's get out of here. I'll drive you back. And Reed's like, well, what about all the other people we drove? He's like, hey, they're all rich. They'll find out a way home. And then Reed's like, I loved him. I did. Him and only him from this moment on. Okay. And I'm like, bitch, you're you're literally like, she's flipping and flopping so fucking much. I loved the line um, that was like, and it left me wondering, like, why I'm flirting with a hot billionaire behind his back. Because uh, he's a, a hot, hot billionaire. billionaire. I would do that too, and I'm not even dating a man. It's called strategy. Yeah, it's called climbing. You're climbing, Reed. You are a social climber now. Live it. Exactly. Oh if the gosh. people want you, that's clout. That's Reed, money. That's if, handbags. If anything, Reed's tragic flaw is that she keeps second guessing being a good person. You're a piece of shit. Be it. Yeah, just be it. Just be it. The self-aware it, pieces of shit we root for. They're yeah, fun. Exactly. If yeah. you know you're being shitty to advance yourself, great. But if you're advancing yourself being shitty, and then every 10 pages you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Oh, no. I feel bad. It's like, you know what you're doing. Shut the fuck you up. You don't feel bad. You, you don't would stop bad. if you felt bad. Exactly. And you're not going to stop. Just keep going and it's fine. I know. Reed has all these moments of like, I should stop doing this. And then she keeps doing it. And then she goes, oh no, I kept doing it. What Reed has a disease called, um, loves the spice of life. Oh, so I love. That's a really hard diagnosis to actually get to. <laughs> Listen, you've heard of depression. Have you heard of the spice of life? Oh, my God. Sometimes you're just drawn to the spice of life. 
Oh my oh, god. We have fun. We have fun. Um, but, uh, but the next day, Billings are fucking bummer city. Uh, yeah, oh, because they had to go to a funeral. I know. And the party still isn't gonna happen. I know, and Rita's like, okay, enough of this. We are planning a shopping day. Como like, CD say shopping day. Shopping day. And I'm like, okay, early 2000s movie. Let's go. And they yeah. all go shopping. They're all excited. They have the attention span of a peanut. And they go shopping. And yeah. nothing incredibly out of the ordinary happens. No. Uh, yeah, they go shopping. Someone buys a dress for Reed. Reed figures out her color is purple. Red? Red. I almost said yeah. purple. Wow. She liked the green one, but uh, one of the girls was like, you're not allowed to wear green. I'm the only one who's allowed to wear green. Wasn't it Portia? I think and so. then later on, Portia was wearing a green turtleneck. And Reed was like, wow, I see why her color is green. And I was like, girl, you are gay. <laughs> and that's okay. Hey, I know. Again, just like being leaning into you being a shitty person, lean into the fact that you're gay. Picking her color as red is pretty bold because, like, with mousy brunette hair, <laughs> do you think red will be good? What about a dumpier color, like gray? Ooh, yeah, like a gray or like a dark gray, or like a, something that makes you look like a wall, like Ooh, blend into the beige. wall. <laughs> a sexy beige or a taupe, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> an ugly little beige Ooh, for ugly yeah, little that's a very, a very room tone neutral <laughs> I want us to be two attendants in the dressing room and we're doing that to read and then Noel comes in and we have to stop with like we can't bully the little pathetic girl <laughs> while well, Noel is watching us guy <laughs> uh, but then <laughs> they go to lunch after this and then uh, very unceremoniously they're like we need a new president we're electing Reed yeah because Reed came up with a plan that they're like we can't get into the legacy this year because it's not happening how about a Halloween masquerade and they were like perfect here's all of the power you're the president now and Reed's like are you sure and everyone's like yes and there's yes. no, it's, uh, like, such a big, becomes such a big thing. And the fact that it literally is just, like, Henry's president now. Also, wouldn't you have a little bit of concern? Because she's, like, does no one else want it? And they're, like, no, no, mm, no. I would be, like, this sounds like maybe this, a death wish. Yeah, it's something's, something's up. I know. Um, but, but, yeah. The high doesn't last that long because they go back home. And who is there? Uh-oh. No Noel. Noelle is back. Tension. And I immediately had so many questions. So I was like, this girl should have graduated. But of course, we found out that after being arrested, it set back her studies, I guess. She's like a semester behind. Oh, yes. I think it was a semester. I thought yeah. you were about to say a year. I was like, are we getting more of her? But I'm sure she'll be in the next two months. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she'll be like, I found a way to stay here. <laughs> found a way to stay here. So I'm going to be a fifth year high school senior. Yeah. It's just kind of like... In my head, it doesn't make sense that Noelle came back to Billings. If anything, I feel like she should have just gotten, like, homeschooled, went to college. Yeah. Also, I mean, that's trauma for you, too. Yeah. Would you want to go back? Yeah. I don't know if I would. Also, I I mean, bless her heart for having that much confidence to overcompensate for something. But I would not like people talking about me. Always. No. Exactly. People would be like, oh, that girl who kind of, like, indirectly murdered someone is back at this school? Nice. Yeah, no, I no, would hate it. I would avoid that. Avoid that at all costs. Start over. This is where we start over in life. But luckily, Noelle has a scary, threatening dad who said he will sue if they don't let her back in. Yeah, and then one of the girls, Billings girls, Shelby, is like, oh, hey, Noelle, how's Dash? And Reed, like, ghost white, is like, oh, no. And Noelle just goes, he's fine. And Reed's like, I knew they weren't together. And I would love to talk to Noelle more about this, but I'm not going to tell her anything, so... Wild. You can fish for the answers you want without being suspicious. Yeah. 
That's just being a good friend. Yeah. Hey, oh, Laura, Reed's not, I, Reed's not a good well, friend. Reed's not a good friend. That is true. Asking questions. But if I was flirting with your boyfriend, I could easily be like, hey, how's Nick? And you'd probably say something like, I think he's mine. <laughs> exactly. And then the conversation would be over. I'd stop flirting with exactly. him. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. That's, how, that's how you work on a healthy friendship. <laughs> First, you don't start. But if you do start flirting with your boyfriend, do that. Yeah. And then, here at Yowie Reddit, we only condone flirting with your best friend's partner. If you've told him about it. <laughs> exactly. Be up front. Be up front. Don't be a read. Don't be a read. But, I mean, I do get why she's flirting with Dash because, yet again, we see another Reed-Josh interaction where Josh is mad because Noelle is back, and then he undercuts Reed's new success about being president. Josh literally tells her to transfer schools. Like, oh that's God. toxic as fuck. It's like, bitch, why don't you transfer schools if you hate it here so much? I know. This man really does not get the perks at all of yeah. having status because he's always had no, it. No, and he has put this, like, basically, like, what Reed is in his brain. And anytime Reed thinks for herself, he's like, you're brainwashed. I feel like that's such an annoying trope, especially that, well, I mean, like, there's a weird trope, and I don't know if there's a name for it, where it's like, the rich person has kind of normal partner and then when normal partner starts either developing a personality outside of them or getting any little bit of status on their own they get really fucking mad yeah it's kind of like uh josh is now possessed by like the ghost of thomas because thomas used to do this shit too like oh they're not really your friends they're brainwashing you it's like then why are you friends with them i have shitty friends they're still my friends and people can rag on them for me but i'm gonna keep them maggie you're brainwashed right now You're fucking, and that's how to be you're a good so friend. different. Like I don't like the way those people made you you. And then what you do is you soldier boy. You soldier boy you up in this hole. You soldier boy up in that hole, and then the friendship is. And then, least, and then Laura would understand. Where anytime you're at, at an arm's length with a friend or a partner, just crank a soldier boy, and <laughs> and it'll go will right fall back. right into place. You're right back a hundred percent where you started. God, yeah, and. Uh, also on page 83 is when we get reads like weird like maybe Josh was right I love Nicole I worshipped her I used to do everything for her and I'm like Reed you've done it sounds like you like Noelle a lot more than both of the people you've dated at this high school I know dun 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 I don't like at this point she just can't accept that she's actually a friend what are you still climbing for yeah. is it more uh-oh. Also, I'm really annoyed that Josh is mad about the Billings presidency because that shit comes with so many perks. Right? She okay. Yes. Then we immediately get introduced to another new character. Her name is Suzelle. She's the president of the Billings alumni because of yeah. course that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh she comes with Noelle and like gives Reed like Here's a box. Don't open it until I leave. So it has the most insane presence. Okay, let's talk about these presents right now because the the perk of being the president of Billings insane. Oh my god! She gets like a three thousand dollar bag that is limited edition and no longer Chloe. No, no, I don't know what that is, but it's a brand. It's a brand. Uh, no longer found anywhere. It's like a crocodile black bag and there's a neiman marcus catalog which like every season that they filter out new neiman marcus lines yeah. i don't know she can get whatever she wants from the catalog and then she also gets five thousand dollars cash a cd with blackmail of every billings member yeah on it. i would fall down a hole would you not immediately look up everyone i that's the thing where it would be like i'm so nosy i well yeah you she gets a cd with Literally everything she needs to know to just, like, backstab anybody and, like, manipulate people. And it's just, like, that is so much power. I know. She immediately is sucked in, like, 
what does it say about Cheyenne? What does it say about me? What does it say about this person? And then it's also like, who's updating this? She, n- who is updating it? No, she never checks on Cheyenne's though, or herself. I think myself would be the first. I, I she does check on herself briefly. Mm. It just said, oh yeah, it does. yeah. It said like yeah, her boyfriend's person from high school, Thomas, parenthetical deceased. Yeah, she has no no drama. What would your um, Billings blackmail be? Oh my god, that's a good question. They would probably definitely bring into effect the fact that I have a personality disorder because yeah. they hate mental health. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like mine would be like got in car accident when sixteen. <laughs> That's so funny. My immediate one was mom makes $20,000 a year. I'm not even at all Which say, is nothing. I know. It'll also say got hit by moped crossing street in New York. <laughs> it would just be it would just be a list of all my accidents that I've been in. And you'd be like, wow, this girl's so quirky. This girl's so edgy and dangerous. <laughs> and dangerous. Why is she always in motor vehicle why, accidents? Why do people keep hitting this girl? This is crazy. Um, also, you can't kill me. That's what we've learned. It would this say, is true. It would say car accident, 16, survived. Moped incident, uh, 24, survived. Can't die? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And it's like attempts on Laura's life of like people just like, I don't know, maybe they throw something at your head. Yeah. (laughs) Like remaining lives. God. It's a billing initiative to try to kill people. This is why no one gives us powers because we would probably we would come up with the grandest ideas, not act on them. Yeah. But they would be too much, and the people in the room would be like, "No, no, 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 no." Also, um, they have like an account where they can charge anything yeah, they want. The Billings Alumni Fund, which was introduced last book randomly, they go and shopping it has later. Millions of dollars in it is what we learn. I know they go shopping later, and Rita's like, "Just charge it to the Billings account." Okay, Jesus, yeah. Um, and anyway, moving on from this, Josh then invites her to his family reunion as like an apology. Like it's like a half apology. Like, Hey babe, I'm kind of sorry. I make you feel bad all the time. Would you come meet hundreds of my family members? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I do not believe in family reunions or big holidays until you are engaged. Does Halloween count as a big holiday? No, no, no. I think, like, Christmas or Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, well, I'm coming up on almost two years dating, and I still am like, no, 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 we spend holidays apart. Wow, I'm like, Nick and I have been together for, like, a few years. And he's, I think he's spending Christmas with me this year. Yeah. yeah. I also, I spend the holidays mostly alone with my family anyways. I haven't, like, brought some time. So I'm like, this isn't a part of me. Yeah. You're, so you're not, you're different. I'm different. You're edgy. You're cool. It's just not what I do. I will say, though, when I read this this chapter, I yeah. immediately forgot this whole interaction happened. So <laughs> it makes sense that Reed also forgets later yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. It was very, you know, very, like, last minute. She didn't write it down. Um, and then we were uh, at this alumni dinner plot because that is still a thing. And, it, and it's almost done, you guys. Just bear with us. Bear with this. us. Bear with us. Uh, yeah, this plot hastily introduced last book. 10 pages in this book and then it's over. Yep. That's what this is. Like, I, again, it seemed like it was going to be a bigger deal. Yep. Reed is really excited because she gets to put her dumpiness into action as a waitress. Yeah. Dump, dump waitress. Go. <laughs> dump trash And girl. she's like, oh my God, is Dash going to be here? I don't want to see him. But then she's like, but inside I really wanted to see him. And yeah. then um, Josh is being all like cute, being like, hey, if you want to go make out in the kitchen with me, 
let's do it. And Reed's like, I'm serving. And then Dash is like, hey, can we talk? And she's like, yes, absolutely. Let's go yes, find a place alone. And she's like unbuttoning her shirt. Yeah. And she runs into ja- Dash and she's like, oh, he's, oh, we're just friends. And he's like, oh, yeah. And like leans into her. And it's oh, very it's so hot. hot. He's like, he gets so close to her, like, right, like he's about to kiss her. And he goes, yeah, I guess we're just friends. And then he just like walks away. Just like and disappears and she's just, sex cloud. And she's just covered in sweat, I imagine, plastered up against a wall, just catching her breath. Oh my god, wearing beige, her color. Oh, her, her color. Beige. <laughs> wall color. Yeah. <laughs> Had to go to Home Depot and get a little <laughs> You know, instead of like cachet, you're that's... a fall or you're an uh, you're an autumn or summer or spring color. It's like you're <laughs> You're a room color. You're like you're like a wall. Oh, like you're I, wall colors only. Like I get everyone's attention when I walk in the room. No, it's just like you are colored. Like someone color <laughs> colors a room. You know, whites, eggshells, beiges. So where the person who would grab the attention would stand in the middle, and you're kind of off. To the you're kind of like stuck to the wall, and no one really notices that you're there. <laughs> But Dash does, apparently. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll never know why Dash likes Listeners, me. if you want a hot billionaire, be uh, have bad brunette hair and then no hips. Wow. Which we figure out later on. Yeah, Every time Reed hates on herself, it is fuel for me. Like, and honestly, we, we grow powerful. Every time we learn new insults for Reed. <laughs> Okay, we learned that the Legacy Party is now back on. Yep. Someone else has taken over. They've snubbed everyone at Easton is not invited. Yeah, uh, everyone at Easton not getting invites? What Something's weird. So, of course, Reed. Reed, call Dash. I'm the president now. Let me call Dash, somebody who's never been invited to the Legacy. Yeah, that was very strange. She was like, Dash will know what to do. Just say you want to call him. Yeah, and she's even like, I could have just called Watt Whitaker because, like, his, his family is, like, thousands of years of legacy, but I guess I just would call Dash so quickly. It's like, Reed, shut the fuck up! You're, I know. Oh my god. God. Also, another a plot line that kind of is happening, but now that Noelle has showed up, Sabine has gotten distant and bitchy, which yeah. I would also... Yeah, if someone showed up and, like, took over my best friend and was mean to me, I would yeah. also be really bitchy. But also, yeah, Sabine's kind of been diagnosed with little bitch syndrome. Yeah, so uh, we have spice of life and spice little, of, bitch, and little bitch syndrome. And Sabine isn't Here's the thing. A lot of Sabine's problem could be fixed with a conversation. If she politely said, hey, Reed, I would love to see you maybe sometime this week. I feel like you've been really, like, wrapped up with Noelle and this presidency, and I really miss you. Way better than being like, you do anything Noelle says, and you have no time for everyone else, and you're being selfish. Yeah, it's like, shut up, Sabine. It is, though, every time someone does talk to Reed, though, her eyes glaze over, and she's like, Noelle's boyish hips. Noelle's boyish hips. The scar on Noelle. Yeah. Noelle. 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 The way Noelle looks in underwear. <laughs> the way Noelle has bra. The way Noelle looks in a bra. Uh, which she takes note of every time she sees Noelle change clothes. Oh, my God. It's the scar, and it's her boobs. And, oh, and also her butt. Her legs. Like, lace boy shorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the boy shorts. That's yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Sabine's being a little bitch. Um, we find out that the legacy rule is anybody who tells Easton about the legacy party is banned. From that legacy or just forever? I don't know. Okay. It's probably, uh, I, does it say? I really don't remember. I don't know. But, you know, this is kind of bad. So, Noelle and Rhea are like, let's put our little detective hats on. We need to figure this out. So get everyone in Billings to call people they know who got an invite. And, yeah. and, and Reed, lo and behold. Reed uses her, yeah, her power 
uh, to get the invite from another Billings alum. Yes, she calls this woman named Jenna Cromwell, who owns, like, a posh cosmetics. Love this bitch, because now Reed's figuring out, oh, yeah, for some reason everyone has these very arbitrary ties to Billings, and will just latch onto it. Yeah, it's weird that in these, any way they can. these people in, like, the successful careers and lifestyles will just drop everything to help a high school student. I know. It's so weird. If someone, well, I guess I'm not in a sorority. That's what a sorority, I don't know. I was thinking if someone called from University of Iowa and they're like, hi, we need help hijacking I, Jimmy John's. I would be yeah. like, even okay. Even when the DePaul Jimmy John's people, is our legacy. Even when DePaul sends me like an alumni email being like, hey, we're doing a fundraiser. I'm like, I already owe you so much money. You don't get any more. You got so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this this girl does get them an invite. She gets her, she just snatches her daughter's, like, invitation yeah. to mail them. Yeah. Which is like, okay. She said, yeah. fuck my daughter. So then, um, another 2000s moment. Noelle and me go on a road trip to Boston to investigate where this invitation came from. Yay! Because although they don't have the invites and, uh, Dean Cromwell says if they get caught sneaking to the legacy, there will be huge consequences. Yeah. They don't really fucking care. They, they still want to go. They're like, we're gonna take matters into our own hands. Yes. So they figure out that the invites were sent from this, like, high-end card place bouquet. Yeah. And it was sent from someone with money. This, um, this honestly, this, this, like, 20 pages of them going on this little adventure is so stupid. It is stupid, but it is important to note that this is a moment where we did choose to go to Boston over Josh's family reunion. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, they basically... You forgot about it? We did, too. We did, too. Yeah, so Reed and Noel swindled the card person to, you know, giving them, like, you know, some info about who bought them, and then they go to the jewelry. I do love the card place because Noelle is, like, tugging on this woman's heartstrings. She's like, listen, everyone but our dumpy, fat, idiotic girls got invited, and we just wanted in. And Kate Bryan's, Kate Bryan really wants to emphasize that this receptionist is, like, fat. So she's like, I get it. Here, yeah. Here's all the information you need. Yeah. I thought that was so funny when they put, when they were, like, they emphasize that she's fat, and then Noelle is like, you might not believe it, but I had braces. And she's like, pimples. oh, no. This is so relatable. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to give the confidential, confidential oh information my God. to my client. Yeah, so annoying. And then they have to go to the jewelry store, and they find the, the legacy tokens and buy enough for all of the Easton people at present and all the Easton alums to also go to legacy now. I do love Noelle and Reed were a very tag team Ocean's 8 here. They're good Ocean's 2, if you will. Whoa. We haven't seen it yet. This could be it. This could be it. Well, we we read it. We read it unfolding in this book. We did. Because Reed was like, I'm Amanda Hold, the one who ordered it. Noelle was like, oh, yes. And she's already paid for enough. So let me order some to this new address. Yeah. And then Reed comes back and Josh is like, yeah, I can't believe you ditched me to go to Boston. And Reed's like, Sorry. Reed's like, sorry, you did not see Noel in that little saucy red number of yeah. Flourish? Yeah. Because they, I did. And they I went did. to try on dresses, and Reed takes a, a few paragraphs talking about what Noel looks like as she's changing. So I know. Noel's like, I'll need an outfit Dash can't keep his hands off, because obviously we're going to get back together. And Reed is so upset, she picks some boring gray-ass dress, because Josh would like it instead of a flashy number, because Josh has no taste. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Reed, at any point on this trip, could have asked Noel or told Noel I've been emailing Dash, but she doesn't. No, no. Instead, so she gets mad and picks what is, my, in my opinion, is a very ugly dress. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I know it is ugly. That dress like strapless and like gold or something. It was gray. Was it gray? That's why I said her her 
colors should she's, be gray. She's a room 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 tone neutral. Yeah, but I mean, it works out. They're all going. They're all they going. They all got their dresses. Uh, yeah, and like Noel's like, I'm gonna bring Dash, and like they're gonna rekindle. Sabine's still being annoying, but thinks Noel wants the presidency, and like there's you know the rift between these two. Yeah, and Constance Constance puts it into terms that Reed can understand, which is you don't make time for anyone but Noel. And then Reed is like, I am not a good friend, and then tries to hold Sabine's hand once. Yeah, to make up for Aww. it. Hey. Aww. I love when my shitty friends try to hold my hands. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about cupping my other friend's ass. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we also find out in, like, a throwaway sentence that Gage and Ivy Slade are hooking up now. Oh, yeah. Which, they're kind of annoyed because they're like, why doesn't he go for fresh meat? This is a been there, done that situation. Yeah. Whatever, but he doesn't care. And then da- more, more Dash emails. Dun, dun, dun. Illusion, illusion. Reed's still like, oh, my God, I love all these emails. Oh. Yes, but there is one problem, and Reed has to once again call Jenna because they do not have the address yeah. of the party. And Jenna's like, say no more, I'll get it to you, and then just hangs up the phone. I do love that it's like, okay, anyone who forwards this email out will be banned from the legacy. And That's then like, Jenna's like, serves my daughter right for not going to Easton. Let me forward you this email from her address. Fuck yeah. my daughter. Truly. Yeah, super weird. Um... Also, at this point, Reed gets invited to Noelle's Christmas um, in the Bahamas. I got kind of mad about that because it was she was seriously thinking about that instead of going home to celebrate Christmas with her mom being sober for the first time. Yeah. I would be pissed if this was my daughter. Yeah, but it's also Noelle. Like, that is true. She's so pretty. She'll come out later on, and then her mom will be like, oh, I guess I get it. Yeah. Well, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. she How loves dare she want to go see her brother who she actually gets along with? <laughs> Ugh, but Reed and Noelle are getting ready for this. They're handing out invitation favors to people behind Gwendolyn Hall. Yeah. They're coming up. They're getting either their money clips or their rings. So they're done. And then Reed also calls another Billings alone. I love that the plot device here is for any, like, big source of, like, conflict in the plan. It's like, oh, I'll just call the Billings alumni and they'll figure it out for me. I know. Because they're also like, well, we can't get off campus. Yeah. Uh, and then she calls Suzelle, and Suzelle's like, oh, I'll, I'll, get, I'll uh, go to Gwendolyn and Hall. I'll give you guys directions on how to get out of campus. With what time? It Because this know. is the day before Legacy, and she's like, as long as you're there by 6 p.m. tomorrow, I will have notes and have Gwendolyn Hall unlocked. What? Do you not have a job? A day job? She Do just you? sits in a room by a phone waiting for it to ring. <laughs> oh, it is my calling. The Billings Ah, it's girls. Billings girls. Let me talk to them. Um, it's just, yeah, weird. And this is what I remember, was them going through the tunnels. But they do need a distraction, which is when Coffee Karma Girl, yeah, Amberly Amberly comes back. I got you guys. I'll distract the Crom, which is what they've started calling Headmaster Cromwell. Yes. So they create a little distraction over in that girl's hall. I don't know. I think the girls get into a fight or whatever. I don't know. Something. So everyone goes over there. So the Billings girls and the guys in suits, whatever... Who, Keller boys? I don't know. They can go to Gwendolyn Hall and go through the little tunnels. Yeah, and it's like, this tunnel is sketchy. It's literally, like, dirt walls, dirt ground. Yeah. And very narrow. And it is a 15-minute walk. I know, Reed makes it sound like, oh, it wasn't was so quick. It was just only 15 minutes in the tunnel. And I'm like, that's a long time to be in a tunnel. That is very far. It takes me... I think like that's at least a mile that is a mile yeah, yeah. That's like it a, takes me like 15 minutes to walk to Anna's and it's a mile away yeah 
That's insane. That's insane. I would be so scared to go down there. Yeah. Like, what if it just, like, collapsed? That would be my biggest fear. I don't know. But they get out, they get to the limos, and, all right, you guys are going to have to really keep up with us because the next 50 pages goes nuts. It, 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 it's almost like this book was so slow, and then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, we have to catch up uh, and do everything now. Yes. Um. They get to the limos, and the girls are like, we gotta go change, and Reed, like, steals away to put on her little disgusting gray number and tells Josh she can come watch her change. Yeah. And this is when we realize they haven't had sex. Yeah, and it's been over a year, and they still haven't fucked. He's never seen her naked. Which is, like, not even a little bit? Not even one titty? No, and, and still no titties, because she's, like, it's a strapless dress, and he's, like, keep your bra on. I know, she's, like, I'm gonna show you my tits, and he, like, is, like, no, what if someone sees you? And she's like, literally, there's no one back here besides us. But Rita's like, I love my little Puritan boy, Josh. No, yeah. he doesn't want anyone to see me. Even but himself. See, seeing her tits really causes him to go into a uh, tizzy because he's like, let's go back. Let's, let's go back now. Let's have sex tonight. Now, let's not go to this party. It's like, they could just go have sex at the party. Exactly. It's a sex party. Okay, virgin, what? You want to lose your virginity in a less cool place than a party? In a dorm room? No. Oh, gross. Lose your virginity at a party. I've done it. I lost my virginity in a dorm room, and it sucked, because we had the bunk beds and the popcorn ceiling. Exactly. So coming from Maggie, who lost their virginity in a dorm room, and me, who lost my virginity at a party... Go lose your virginity Virginia at a party. party. You put those two in a cage, Laura comes out on top. Yeah, you gotta. And um, they get in the limos, they roll up to this party three hours away. Yeah. So what? They get there at 9? 10? They're gonna have, what, a little bit of time to hang out? I know, it's a Sunday. School's tomorrow. And this party is so fucking cool yeah and we also find out that it's at ivy slade's house so we're like whoa, whoa, whoa what oh yeah they're pissed off because ivy slade does not give them the time of day except for fucking gage now and then which is yeah dope which if anything she should have invited gage <laughs> i know she's like fuck my guy i need another one um and they pull up and it is this five-story house that's like carved into the side of a cliff overlooking the Boston Harbor. Yeah. It has red marble floors, like floor-to-ceiling windows and a huge square skylight nestled against white black interior design. It's a pretty house. Oh, there's huge Sexy marble house. staircases. There's a huge skylight in the middle of the foyer. Yeah. And every floor, this blew my mind, had a different theme. Yeah. There was like a drugs floor, a sex floor, a dance floor. Yes. And I don't know what the other two floors were. I do love the third floor being like, they said like the teens and couples that are grinding but together. I was like, oh, so this is the group sex floor. Yeah. Because the roof is like couples who want a more intimate time. They set up tents up there. Yeah, there literally is a group sex floor. You're telling me you would rather go back to the dorm than have the two titular, complete opposite ends of the spectrum options of losing your virginity in a tent on top of a, a roof overlooking the Boston Harbor or in a group sex setting. What do you do? What do you do? You go back? Do you go back to the dorm or do you do one of these other two options? Once in a lifetime chances, right? Here. Once in a lifetime chance, Josh. The dorm was there like 180 weekdays out of the year, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Ivy makes, uh, you know, the big welcome. And Sabine immediately yeah. is like, thanks for doing this, Reed. I love it here. And we're like, shut up, Sabine. You've been a bitch this whole book. Yeah. Reed is, like, plotting. She's like, I'm going to go tell Ivy Slade off. And she's giving the little legacy spiel of, like, fuck who you want. Overdose on what you want. Live fast, die young, Menards. Yeah. <laughs> Live fast, die young, Menards. 
This one is a sponsored legacy. <laughs> Uh, and then after, you know, Ivy's little speech, Rita immediately, like, chases her down. And she goes, oh, hey, Ivy, thanks for the invite. And Ivy's like, oh, bo- bo- boy, oh, yo, yo, I can't believe you made it here. If Ivy has this power to do all, pull off all of this without them knowing, wouldn't you kind of want to fly under the radar? I don't know. Also, I love, I am petty and live for the drama, but confrontation fears me. Mm. So I would avoid that in person. That's fair. But Reed's having a great time. She's like, she's I like, have three drinks deep. Is this margarita? I haven't seen Josh in forever, but I'm dancing with my friends. And Josh, whiny, comes up and demands he and Reed go home to fuck. Basically, and then they have a huge fight on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. And then Josh does what Josh does best and gives her an ultimatum. I know. He's like, you have to choose your friends or me. And she's like, I'm going to choose my friends. We're all having a really good time. He's like, I want to leave. I'm not having fun. And she's like, okay, then leave. Bye. Practice independence, Josh. Exactly. And Josh is like, fuck you, Reed. He doesn't actually say that, but it's implied. I hate the, I always hate the friends or me ultimatum. It's the shittiest ultimatum. It's him basically being like life or a heterosexual relationship. And I can, you can. Life or my dorm room. You can give give that up at gunpoint. Or my dorm room. Yeah. You have a bank account with millions of dollars in it. Or you could have me in my dorm room. In my white sweater. That's, I always imagine him wearing well, a white sweater. Well, he's also in tones, so like, just like Reed. Oh, yes, because they both kind of go off to the side. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Reed chooses her friends, and she obviously is, like, emotional and upset, and she just kind of, like, walks off the dance floor in a huff. And Sabine's like, oh, this woman handed me this note to give you. And Reed's like, what? I'm drunk still. And it says, meet me at the roof. So Reed's like, I guess I'm going to the roof. Yeah, and Reed is five drinks deep, but she thinks she is drugged. She's a lightweight. Is she five drunk drinks drink? Is she a lightweight? We don't really know. Yeah. But she goes up to the roof and she's like, this is good. I need air because I'm going to vomit. And someone pulls her into one of the little sex tents. A little sexy red tent. And everybody, you know who it is. It is Dash McCafferty. <laughs> yes, it is. And, uh, you This know, is so hot. This was very so hot, hot. And Reed's like drunk being like, what is going on? I'm happy that I'm here. And Dash is like, Please read. And starts like begging her to kiss him. Which is so hot to me. Pretty hot. And then she's like, what do you want? And then and then they they start making out. Yeah. And there's hands everywhere. He's unzipping her dress. Yeah. And she's she's taking off his belt. She's doing this. He picks her up, throws her on the bed. Morph clothes are coming off. He's touching her titties. Ah! She's touching his groin. Woo-hoo! And then uh, the door to the tent opens, and Josh is there like, what? How did he get there so fast? I don't know. How did he know she was going to be on the roof? I feel like he was watching her. Fucking annoying. Little bitch. Um, yeah. And so Reed, as emotional as ever, like pushes Dash off of her and like, Tries to chase Josh. And he's like, I was coming up here to apologize. And I was like, that's toxic as fuck if he just broke up with you and then three minutes go by. And he's like, I made a mistake. Like, Which no. is all that this is, is them fighting and then him being like, I feel guilty, but I'm not actually going to employ any progressive change to curve my actions. Yeah. And then he's like, this is your fault, Reed. We're done. And then Reed vomits. And I'm like, go fuck Dash. Go back, back and, and fuck, fuck Dash. Dash. I was so mad when she left. I think she should have kept fucking Dash, made eye contact with Josh, so he just had to watch it happen. That would have been really sexy. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that you've gotten farther with Dash in two seconds than you have with Josh I don't in know. a year? 
here's the thing. It's like maybe you're not attracted to him. Maybe you're not that into him. I think she likes the emotional support, but the fact yes. that she had sex with Thomas pretty early on because she really wanted to. She's having sex with Dash because she really wanted to. And for some reason, her and Josh have been like one on one alone in like his parents' vacation homes and all of this, and they haven't fucked once. Come on, like. That says something. That says a lot. So she's drunk or drugged. We don't know. She's she, had five drinks. She's really gone off the deep she end. Starts she starts throwing up. She's freaking out. She's she, thinking she's seeing Cheyenne. Yeah, she keeps thinking she's haunted by the ghost of Cheyenne. So she chases it down. Narcissistic. Narcissistic. She chases it down. It goes into a room, and the room is empty. Except she starts piecing together, oh, this might be Ivy's room because there's pieces of magazines cut up and put up yeah. on the wall and, and then also ivy in red letters yeah and there's also pictures of her ivy and cheyenne literally everywhere yeah like ivy's room is like a shrine to cheyenne they have a fuck ton of scrapbooks together from like young on yeah and this is when i start to like cheyenne yeah because i also would do everything i could in my power to make sure that the people at my school who were just talking about this fucking party, not get it. Yeah. That's your best friend. I mean, obviously something happened. Yeah. But they are pretty ingrained in their lives. If yeah. They've been hanging out since they were 11. Exactly. So it's like, and that's when we realize that Ivy's like, I care more about this death than any of you. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Cause like this was Ivy's best friend. Yeah. And I mean, I, I doubt she has that much, but they did kind of like cause her suicide a little bit. Yeah. They had a little bit of a hand of it. I would not want to see any of those people in my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then Reed also has this like ultimatum that I like, oh, I've been a really shitty friend. I need to, go, I need to talk to Noelle. I need to tell her what's been going on with Dash. I need to come clean. Yeah. The new, the, I'm, pu- I'm putting everything back together. And so no, she goes to find Noelle. And Noelle is like, reverse Uno, bitch. Yeah. Dash oh. and I are back together. Hey, you have something important to tell me? I'm dating Dash again. What were you going to say? Incredible. And Reed's like, the room is spinning again. I'm still so drunk. And Reed immediately is like, when? When did they get back together? Oh, my God, when? Yeah. Uh, which is, like, a fair question. I would also want to know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. because like she also doesn't ask her. Is it before? Is it after? Is it, what is it? Are they swingers? Oh, for sure. If they got married and got older, they would fuck other people. Oh, absolutely. In front of each other. And that would be very hot, and I would want to be in it. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, Yeah, and that's kind of where, like, the party, like, they just, like, leave the party. They do. They're going back through the tunnels, um, but there's a ton of smoke for some reason. black, dark gray smoke. And they have to go back out and go through the front. Mm -hmm. And they go back you know through the front gate and they're like fuck I guess we're caught you know whatever there's nothing we can do about it now yes and they go through the front gate um everyone can kind of see them kind of suspicious because there's a ton of ambulances on and firefighters there's a lot of firefighters on site because Gwendolyn Hall is up in flames yeah and they think that the they were smoking weed on their way through the tunnel the first time and they think that's what set the fire off but we don't know we don't know. There's a lot of sus shit going on right now. And it also, really is. Cromwell sees them, which, fuck. Yeah. That cliffhanger. They were going to see him anyway. They were caught on camera coming back through the front. Yeah, that is true. But 
I do have to say, though, I mean, definitely the Gwendolyn Hall fire feels like it's something bigger. It feels staged. There are so many clues that Kate Bryan is obviously leaving, like the necklace being broken. Yeah. Feeling watched. Almost always thinking of or seeing remembrances of Ariana. Either Cheyenne or Ariana are both scheming. Or both alive. Or both alive. And I think we're going to find some answers as we finish up these next couple books. I'm really excited. It's always, God, the first... A hundred pages drag on, and then the last fifty pages, it's like run, 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 and then I want to read it. Honestly, I feel like if Kate Bryan could keep up the momentum early on, these books would slap so much harder. They already like slap. Like these last like fifty pages of all these books are so much fucking fun. I know, but it's like if she could just get to the good stuff, or like put like more just like aggressive sex scenes early on. (laughs) No, that's really what we. Yeah, that's really what we want. A better pace, or we want more sex. Kate Ryan, if you're listening, we have an idea. and her to fight all the time and then not fuck. That's, that's Right? Like, what's the point? That's like opening a Milky Way and then putting it on the table and then not letting me eat it. Yeah. Or lick it even. Exactly. Or touch it. Yeah. It's almost like I opened a Milky Way and I go, and here And is then on I the just table. have to watch it melt. Yeah. Mm. For 100 pages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, we've got a lot of just, you know. A lot of things just aren't adding up here. Especially, like, I think we're also going to find out a lot more about this Dash and Noel situation. Yeah. At some point, too, Dash and Reed are going to have to fuck. They better. I I swear to God if they don't. But it is kind of suspicious, Dash being completely into Reed, which brings us to our top five. Oh, and this is a good top five. Which is, we, audience, we have been debating this back and forth. We cannot figure out the top five possible reasons a hot Yale freshman would want a dumpy high school junior, in parentheses, brunette. Because she's brunette. Because she's brunette. Why does Dash want Reed? I don't know. Why? They had one interaction in the last in the last book, and what is it? What is, what is it? it? What is it? You know what? Number five? Yeah. I think it could be because she's pretty, pretty small. She's a short girl. I would have to And agree. Noelle, we know Noelle is like, Supermodel tall. She's tall, confident, read, small, frail, petite, can be thrown around easily. That's kind of fun. Yes. That's her, a reason. Maybe, She's the opposite of Noelle. Maybe you want to make up next to her boyish shoulders yeah. instead of Noelle's curvy body. Yeah. Emphasized often in yeah. this book. That's okay. That's okay. Number four, this one Laura brought up, and I agree with unanimously. He feels bad because her boyfriend died, and his girlfriend kind of did it. And she's also poor. Like, he probably feels bad for a lot of things. He was not in the Billings house, and this is his own philanthropy. Yeah. This is his charity. He's like, this poor scholarship student, let me throw her a bone. Literally. Yeah. Um, And similar to this, but number three, a more likely scenario, trauma bonding. He was friends with Thomas. Reed was dating Thomas. They both are very close to Noelle, and Noelle kind of indirectly led to Thomas's murder. Not indirectly. Basically directly led to Thomas's murder. Some of the hottest sex I ever had was trauma bonding. Was it inflicted by him? Yes. But was the sex good? Yes. I don't know. Are they related? I don't know. Are they related? And maybe it's just kind of like a Reed's the only person who knows what I've been through. We can fuck this out. Exactly. We can fuck this out. out. Number two. 
I don't know if you guys know this, but she's not like the other girls. No, she is flat as a board with her mousy brown hair. She is really down to earth. You know, and it's listeners, I hope you know that we're only emphasizing the things we've learned from Kate Bryant. Because boy, does Reed look down upon herself. Reed, and you know what? Reed wouldn't be this easy of a target if she also didn't, like, constantly be like, I hate women, basically yeah, the whole Reed, book. Yeah, Reed hates... She's really mean and Reed, bad. Yeah, Reed hates every attractive woman and then beats herself up because she is insecure about how she looks. I know. It's like, it's, Reed, just be confident. I really um, do think she is gay. But I also keep, said in the click that I also thought Massey was gay. So maybe I just think they're all gay. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, Reed's really down to earth. Maybe that's why Dash likes her. She really is not like these preppy girls at Easton Academy. Oh, nice. Yes, true. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and number one, maybe the most likely reason that Dash would ever be into Reed, she's an easy target. Yeah, that is true. She's an easy target. And we've learned time and time again, it takes very little for Reed to have a crush on someone. Any guy who pays attention to her that's mildly attractive, she's like, oh my God, he's so sexy. Yeah, and Dash has it all going for her. That he is much more of a win to her than she is to him. Yeah. Yeah. He used to fuck Noelle. Like, yeah, what is he doing? Like, what Reed's a little bit nicer than her, sure. But it's like... Well, and this does bring up something I've been meaning to ask you, Laura, for yeah. our listeners. Uh-huh. Noelle would be considered a good brunette, yes, but whereas Reed would be considered a bad brunette. Yes. So, how can you, as the resident brunette of this podcast, be a good brunette? Thank you so much, Maggie. Um, as the pod's resident brunette, um, I think a good brunette is someone who will do at least two of the following things to their hair because Reed talks time and time again about having like just mousy hair and it's you can do things to make it not be so frail and fragile hmm. uh so if her hair had volume if okay her hair had appropriate layering okay if her hair had some shine and if her hair was smooth any two of those four would make her hair a little bit less mousy okay so say you come from croton pennsylvania and don't uh-huh. have much money what kind of shampoo or conditioner should you get that is affordable and good yeah so you should get a shampoo or conditioner that just isn't made up of chemicals there's lots of just drugstore brands like shea moisture mm-hmm. avino mm-hmm. there's a few other ones in there like there's some like doves that you should get versus you shouldn't get but those you know you can just buy them at a drugstore and those will help fix your hair alternatively you could sleep on a silk pillowcase that helps you with breakage. You could sleep in braids. That helps you prevent uh, split ends. You could just, if you sleep with your hair wet, always cover it because that will also give you split ends. There are plenty of things you can do to take control of your hair and become a hot brunette, Noelle, Laura, versus a not good brunette, Reed. Wow. Yeah. I learned a lot here today as someone who has been killing their hair with bleach box dye <laughs> for years. <laughs> and that's different because if you're a hot blonde, you do that. <laughs> hot blondes, the the minimum, the bar is very low, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, for, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't, there's ways it can go, like, orange. I've done box dye that has made my hair orange brassy gross. And we love an orange brassy, though. So I guess if that happens, go to a trusted person in the in the hair in the, world. In the hair, hair world. Don't do it yourself like me who keeps doing it. <gasps> wow. I'm really excited to read book seven. I am too. Th- that's gonna be the halfway point in the series. Isn't that crazy? I'm so excited. I'm gonna take a big old dump after we're done <laughs> recording this and then <laughs> I might dump start. Dump for our dumpy girl read. <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out for her. Uh, well everybody I think this has been it for this episode of Yowie Reddit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Uh, please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to a podcast, whether it be iTunes or Spotify. Um, make sure you're following us at Maggie and Laura on Instagram. And also, we're a part of the Audio Mint Podcast Network. If you're looking for another podcast that isn't ours, I don't know why you would be. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of other good podcasts for you to check out. And you should be listening to some of those, too. Or you can just keep listening to Y'all Be Reddit because we are just so timeless. We are so timeless. Oh, we truly never die, as we've learned <laughs> from Laura's as we grueling learned, past. Uh, from my, yeah, from my grueling um, entry on the Billings Alumni CD-ROM. Yes. Um, well, everybody, we'll see you next week for book seven called Ambition, I'm pretty sure. Oh, excited. Yeah. Bye. Bye. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.